Hello everybody, and welcome back to Straight Outta Cloin 2.0 with me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Tarl, who feels probably the most relaxed he has ever felt recording an episode of this podcast for the first time in fucking God knows how long. It has been a minute. It has been a minute since I have actually felt like I'm calm, relaxed, and you know actually able to speak for once and that has taken me a long time i am actually struggling to remember when the last episode was i think it was actually only like two weeks ago but at the moment lads two weeks feels like a very long time for me i was only saying that to someone the other day that um you know there's that that line from the um oh my god why can't i remember the name of the song hey now you're all-star all-star fucking hell i actually completely forgot the name of the song there for a second but what happened was, you know, there's a line in that song uh, where the years start coming and they don't st- and they don't stop coming. Like, that has never been truer felt by me uh, than it has been in recent times. I feel like they don't like the years and the days don't stop coming, but then they feel like they were ages ago. I probably completely butchered that, but I think a few of the, a few of you will. Uh, oh, a few of you will recognize that. Well, this is a live reaction. Thirty seconds to Mars are back. Pre-saved their new album. 30 Seconds to Mars are one of my fucking favorite bands growing up. I still love them, but especially like as a teen, like as I was going into my teenage years, I fucking adored 30 Seconds to Mars. A band I would have discovered from the old Skulls TV days. Those were good times. It's what I absolutely adore about training in jiu-jitsu. Apart from, you know, actually you know, learning one of the most incredible martial arts on the planet. Is that where I train at T45, um, there is always a Skulls-ish song playing in the gym and it's great i don't know why i said scuzz ish that makes it sound like it's kind of a scuzz song there's always a song that you would have heard on scuzz playing in there uh we get really good songs and playlists that uh play in there but uh sorry i was a bit distracted there the last episode was the 28th of april which was two weeks ago i think uh so the 11th is uh today and then it is yeah two weeks ago two weeks ago pretty much by the time this comes out so, uh, yeah, I suppose that's probably the best place to start from, is that episode. But first things first, and I probably shouldn't laugh, but I will laugh, because it is kind of funny. Uh, thank you to people who messaged me afterwards, trying to see if everything was alright. <laughs> oh my god, I had some very funny messages afterwards from people worrying about my well-being, and thinking that I was going a bit off the rails. And you know what, lads, you weren't half wrong. Uh, that was an episode that I can't really give a lot of context to. Now, well, I can. Listen, it's my show. Of course I can. But I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Let's just say there was a lot of bitterness from my side towards something that I'm sure I mentioned in the episode. I've only listened back to it once, and Jesus Christ. It was, uh, it was tough. It was tough. I was talking to, uh, I was talking to someone about it actually the other day. And they were like, that's gonna be like, you know... That's going to be one of those episodes that, you know, someone will just randomly stumble upon one day and go, what the fuck is this about? And then they listen to any other episode I've ever done, of any podcast I've ever done, and they'll be like, yeah, that was a weird one, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's 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 the clock, Clockwork Orange in my Rocky series. That's, you know, that's 
probably the weirdest way I can describe it. It's it's in something where it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's 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 in a series that it shouldn't be in, and it's uh, yeah, it it, it was uh, it was a bad one. It also upset a few people. Uh, some people were upset by, or you know, potentially upset by it. That you know what, I'm uh, I'm not going to apologize to the people who I did apologize to. Can vouch for me there. I did apologize to one or two people who it made feel kind of uncomfortable. So apologies for that. Uh, I'm not going to go on this big long YouTuber style apology where oh I'm going to have a big I'm going to cry now because oh let's bring up this dead family member I have and make it all about that so people feel sorry for me nope not going to do that I am simply just going to get on with it I've, I've said my piece on it and uh, I think we can all just move on but I guess today is a bit of an update just on kind of how I've been feeling about this show and how things have been with me lately and just how things uh, I hope will be going forward. Um, I've been going through kind of a weird little... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's It's been kind of a weird few months for me, I think. Uh, and I'd say... I, I'd probably, I would probably say I felt like this since maybe March. Um, I listen. Twenty twenty three has not been a bad year by any stretch of the imagination. I have been able to start training in jujitsu, which has been amazing. Uh, I have refereed two wrestling shows, if memory is not mistaken. So there was the one that my siblings and my mother went to, and I think I've only done one since then. Yeah, so I've done two so far. Originally was supposed to be doing one this Saturday, but anyone out there who's an Irish wrestling fan who was planning on going to RCW's uh, show at the Kino this week, uh, this weekend, I should say, uh, that has now been rescheduled to the 10th of June, which is good because bloody hell, my belly is not exactly uh, small at the moment. Uh, so it gives me a good chance to get that down. Uh, our most recent show is available on YouTube and uh, holy shit, it is, uh, it is a sight to behold. But that is something as I just whack my hand off the fucking table that actually, that was one of those annoying pains, you know, it's like I live. You know, it's not going to kill me, but it's just one of those irritating pains. It's like when you bite the inside of your mouth. If anyone has ever seen that clip of Mark Goldberg where he bites the inside of his mouth, oh my god, that is still so funny, because I can relate to it so much, you know? But uh, yeah, the, the most recent RCW show, uh, That's Just What Jesus Said, Sir, that is now available on YouTube. You get to see me have a very uncomfortable and awkward dance with Session Moth Martina, but uh, yeah, I think the most uncomfortable part of that show was looking back at how bad my belly looks. But, uh, yeah, anyways, let's uh, get on with it. Yeah, like, 2023, to get back on the topic of conversation. It's not been a bad year, and I'm not going to sit here for one minute and pretend that it has been. It has been a good year, and I'm very uh, grateful for some of the things I've been able to do and some of the people I've been able to meet and some of the uh, some of the, the fun I've been able to have. But uh, I think I just went through something recently that kind of started around March, and I think it just came to a head there recently enough, uh, is... I just felt a little bit kind of down about where I was when it came to progressing in certain things that I'm doing. Um, I I think I'm going to start with the wrestling, just because uh, everyone knows I love talking about wrestling, and I just kind of want to start with that a bit. I fucking adore professional wrestling, and I fucking adore the fact that I'm a part of, even if I'm just a small part of the Irish indie scene, I'm a part of it nonetheless. And that doesn't get lost on me. It has, I won't lie, it has in the past. I got way too much, uh, I got way too into my own head not too long ago, about two years ago. And I obviously left, you know, wrestling for a bit and I carried a lot of bitterness with me for whatever reason. And uh, I think a lot of it was, I remember talking to Billy Bedlam about this, a lot of it was within me feeling I wasn't doing enough and that I needed to step away because I felt like I was letting myself down. I was letting 
you know, B- uh, Bedlam down. I was letting Phoenix Wrestling at the time, I was letting them down. And uh, I just kind of had this thing of like, oh, you know, I-, I-, I just overthought everything and thought like, I'm not, I'm not doing as much as I should be doing. Then, uh, you know, like, obviously I came back and, like, the first show that I was back um, refereeing was the, uh, what ended up being the final ever NXP show. And I just remember feeling such a sense of pride. I remember arriving and I was a bit like, I was like, how are people going to receive me? Like, are people going to be a bit hesitant? And luckily enough, I bumped into Hayden or Mr. Charlie, who gave me a big hug when I came in and he was like, yo, the prodigal son has returned. (laughs) And like, that was such a lovely moment. And then Bedlam looked so genuinely happy to see me. And that was so, that's, that's a moment I never, ever forgot. That was, that's honestly one of my happiest moments in wrestling was Billy Bedlam being so happy to see me back. And I remember refereeing that show from top to bottom. And I was fucking sweating. It was back. I think hard knock still used that gym as their training facility. And, um, I remember uh, going up into the dressing room and fucking passing out. Absolutely passing out. But fuck me, fuck me, man, it was worth it. It was worth it. And I think that was one of those moments being like, I, I felt a bit of regret where I was like, why did I step away from this? How did this become something I didn't want to be a part of anymore? And then I kind of realized it was within, it was kind of within me. Like, it was something that I made up in my own head. And it just, uh, you know, it, it obviously ended up with me leaving for, I think, it ended up being seven months or six months, which mightn't sound like a very long time, but, you know, it felt like a long time. Uh, but, but you know, within that as well, uh, or sorry, uh, straight after that as well, we had the next show, which was my first ever show in the Kino, uh, which was the Phoenix Wrestling Anniversary show that Scotty Too Hottie was um, a part of. Now, I didn't referee Scotty Too Hottie's match, right? Foxy obviously refereed that. The bastard! I'm joking, I love Foxy to bits. <laughs> because people people will take things like that out of context. Niall Fox is a fucking gem of a human being who's helped me so much in my uh, refereeing tenure. And just on that as well, that on that show, the Phoenix um, Anniversary show... I was only supposed to referee two matches, the tag team title match and the gauntlet match. I ended up refereeing another tag match because Foxy said, yeah, you can referee that one if you want. He's like, I don't mind. Get, he's like, uh, get you some more experience. I, I remember at first being a bit, like, a bit afraid to be like, oh, are, are you sure? Like, I don't mind. He's like, yeah, no, Jesus, by all means. <laughs> it's like, fucking do it. Like, it's fine. So I just want to uh, make sure people know that, that Foxy, the, the, the couple of times I've been able to work with him, he has been such a fucking gentleman and such a huge help to me and uh i can't actually speak highly enough of him which is you know when people chant you know you're not foxy at me and i get those chants quite a lot thank you very much but anyways when i do get those chants it's like yeah motherfuckers right i'm not foxy right it's not easy to be that fucking good you know he's been he's mastered his craft that man is fucking, you know, he can referee matches blindfolded, you know. I don't have that uh, experience yet, but obviously I hope to get there and uh, he's been a big help uh, along the way. And uh, hopefully I get to work with him again soon because I haven't actually seen him since that show, uh, the Phoenix Anniversary show, which was a year ago now. So uh, that's something that I would like to, uh, that's something I would like to revisit again is working with Foxy. But anyways, uh, I remember at that Phoenix Anniversary show, um... You know, I was refereeing the tag team title match, which was, I believe, the first match after the um, interval in the show. The, the half... T- why, why can't I remember what that's called? 
Why can't I remember what that's called? Not the interval, not half time. Those are correct terms, but we have a word for it. Intermission. Intermission. There we go. I was like, don't Google it. You'll get this. <laughs> you can speak English, Dylan. Um, you know, it's, you know, uh, all those words were correct, but whatever. But I think the tag team title match was the first match after the intermission. And I, <clears throat> excuse me. I um, remember, uh, Scotty, sorry. Yeah. I'm getting this... No, 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 I'm right, I'm right. Lads, it's been... I'm tired, okay? <laughs> I, I, it, These podcasts have been train wrecks lately. I'm doing my best to keep this as on the straight and narrow, but listen, I'm still a bit rusty because I haven't done this as often as I would have liked lately, so excuse me. But Scotty Tuhati's match was the first... No, the last match before the intermission. I was refereeing the first match after the intermission. And I remember being outside the Kino and watching Scotty Tuhati warm up for a match he's about to have, for a promotion that I am a part of, and just kind of going, wow, I don't know why I'm here. But I don't mean that in a way of like, oh, I don't want to be here. Fuck yeah, I wanted to be there, and I'm fucking glad I was. But it was that, like, self-doubt of like, I don't deserve to be here. Like, look, I was kind of looking around the... At the wrestlers, like LJ, who was about to wrestle Scotty Tuhati. I was looking at, um, you know, Butch Armstrong and and uh, Owen Richards and Andy Steele and uh, JDP, Dino, Matt Schuyler, Raven Cree. Like, I was looking around at all these people and going, like, you know, they deserve to be here. I don't. I don't deserve to be here. And, like, that was a really, really weird moment. And then, obviously, I had the, the tag title match, which you have to remember at that time, that was the first title match I'd ever refereed and this was on an anniversary show a fourth anniversary show for a promotion that I fucking loved to bits when it was there and I fucking I'm like okay Scotty Tuhati was just on before me like how is this my life this is mental but then I remember excuse me then I remember um, you know being in the ring and all that went away all of those thoughts went away all the doubt went away uh I don't think it was the perfect match, in ter- sorry, as in like that I could have refereed as in the, 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 the wrestlers, ref, ref, uh, excuse me, wrestled a great match. But I don't think I refereed the perfect match, if that makes sense. I felt like my performance uh, could have been a wee bit better. But what was so great afterwards was when I had people like Butch and uh, Owen Richards coming up to me afterwards saying, Hey, you did a great job. Like, here's one or two things to look out for next time. But yeah, you did a great job. And just that like... Honestly, the, the the I love getting compliments, but it's so unbelievably amazing when you get that feedback, and it just kind of puts your mind at rest a bit. You know what I mean? It's just like it, it really is great. And I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but I think I'm just kind of thinking out loud now, and I'm just kind of reminiscing a bit. But I remember just feeling like afterwards, yeah, like you know, if something goes wrong, as long as nobody gets hurt, it's not the end of the fucking world. Like Jesus Christ, you know, it really doesn't matter. Um you know, people will give you feedback and the feedback they gave me helped. Like, Butch's feedback, obviously I won't go into too much detail because i got to keep kayfabe alive, brother. But um, I remember the feedback he gave me. I still use that in every match that I referee now. And it was just from having a simple conversation with Butch who obviously had done refereeing in the past, uh, which which is uh, which is brilliant. And that was just such... But I remember, I remember coming home after that show and just being like, wow, like, to think I nearly walked away from all this and I don't know, was it just that guilt that just kind of took over me? So, which was, it was like the first bit of kind of 
self-doubt I had myself because I always like to consider myself quite confident but I think that was the first bit of self-doubt I really really dealt with and coinciding with this time I had finished my acting course I remember talking about this with a few people that like when I started that acting course I had just left a very toxic environment that I should have definitely left a lot sooner than I did and I came into this very positive environment with these new friends who came from all different backgrounds all different walks of life and I saw them every day, every week, every weekday, I should say, every weekday, every week for nine months. And then all of a sudden that was gone and I wasn't seeing these people anymore. And I felt a lot of withdrawal from that. And I've still done bits and pieces with acting since, but then there was that kind of feeling of, oh, I should be doing more with this. I should be doing more with this. And, you know, I feel like I'm letting, letting myself down. Like, I feel like I, I'm, I'm not doing enough. I'm, I'm really not doing enough and I'm not uh, contributing as, as much to things as, as I would as I would like. Um, it, you know, it's it, that's been something that has really... Uh, that's been something that, that, that really kind of got to me. And I remember, like, that second part of 2022, other than Clash at the Castle, I just felt so, like, lost, you know? And bleeding into 2023... The thing that fucking kept me going, man, and that's still keeping me going is is uh, jujitsu, which is a word that has become very funny amongst my family members because half of them can't say it. I hear jujitsu, jujitsu. Uh, I've heard uh, what was the other one? Oh, what was the other one? Someone else said something really funny. I don't want to like, <laughs> don't want to embarrass my nan, but my nan. Has, oh, she said something. It'll come back to me in a minute. But jujitsu has become, it's 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 gotten to the stage where. I now start having to think, I have to think about how I say the words. So I just start saying BJJ. So yeah, but what I love about jujitsu is I am, this is going to sound really weird. I am unbelievably like not good at it. <laughs> like I can, I can get the hang of a couple of things when we're going through the drills and inspiring. If we're going at a certain pace, I can kind of deal with it. But you know, when it's full on, which I've, you know, I only had a little bit of experience with so far in like training and stuff or somewhat full on. It is such a fucking, like, head wreck, but in the best way possible. Because I'm like, this is so hard. I feel, like, so, like, just exhausted after this. But I'm having the most fun I've had training in anything in such a long time. Like, it has been... It it, like, it completely should not work that way. Getting your ass kicked, day in, day out, every time you go in there. But yet, I'm having the most fun possible. And it has been such a source of uh, stress relief for me. Uh, I've got to meet some really great people. Like I've spoken about my uh, my head coach, uh, Kieran, who's the black belt of T45. Like, um, you know, I, I was following him a little bit before I started with T45. And I was kind of, you know, seeing what, you know, what he was getting up to. And I was like, you know, obviously desperate to get back into martial arts. And uh, obviously then the beginner's course started in January where I, as my nose starts running here, what the fuck? Oh, sorry, my nose. Give me a second. Sorry about that. If any of you have, if any of you are uh, believe you me fans, Michael Bisping and Anthony Smith, uh, their podcast, uh, Mike Harrington, who is like the producer of that show, uh, he had a similar situation, except his was on camera when his nose started running, and it was hilarious. Uh, obviously, wishing Anthony Smith the best of luck for his big fight tomorrow against Johnny Walker. Fucking go get him, son. But anyways, uh, I remember what the fuck was I just talking about? I was talking about jujitsu. I was talking about uh, Kieran, and I was talking about T forty five. Ah, yes, and the beginners course. And the one thing, and I, I have to say this, the thing that stood out to me the most was how welcoming, 
that gym was. Like, I've been thinking about getting back into martial arts. And the reason I say getting back into martial arts is because I, I did have a level of martial arts training when I was younger. I'd done uh, amateur wrestling a bit. I'd done taekwondo a bit. And I'd done Muay Thai a bit. And I obviously was so focused on professional wrestling that I, you know, that was my main focus. And obviously I got to achieve some things there. And obviously I'm back in it now, which is great. But I had this burning desire to get back into martial arts uh, in 2021. And I put it off for ages, 2022, I reached out to a couple of gyms and uh, I didn't exactly put it off, but like some things just kind of got in the way just in relation to work and stuff. And it never really quite happened for me. And then just kind of timing being on point, I would, you know, I started kind of looking at uh, T45. Uh, actually, the person I have to give a big shout out to there is Adam, my cousin, who um, his son, Eli, my nephew, uh, I know technically... That means he's my cousin. But me and Adam grew up like brothers, so I consider his children my nephews. So deal with that. Um, but anyways, I remember Adam telling me, because I was talking to him about it, and he was like, fucking yeah, he's like, get on to T45. He's like, that's where uh, Eli trains. Why don't you uh, Why don't you get on to them? And that's when I started like following Kieran and stuff. And then next thing, uh, I saw the thing about the beginner's course, and I was like, I am going to reach out. And like this, like this is something that like it. I don't know if it's just. I I know it's not just me, but I don't know if any of my listeners feel like this. But you know, sometimes when you reach out to inquire about you're joining something, and the email or the response you get is just so unbelievably warm and welcoming, and like we'd love to have you. Like you know, please, like you know, please let us show you how to do it. Like that was what I received from T forty five, and I have like. I've not seen, I'm not going to say I've seen loads of drama in the pro wrestling world, but you know, you, you see you see a little bit here and there. Uh, you know, other martial arts were great, but I think I was a bit too young to kind of appreciate what I was actually doing. And I just think as an adult, it was just like, fuck, fuck yeah. It just, it, like, as nervous as I was going in, knowing that I was going to be, like, learning under a fucking black belt, and just seeing how warm and welcoming everyone was, and how, like, you know, how, how much, um... How do I try and say this? How, like, very well-paced every class was. It was just... I've never actually experienced anything like it as, a like, training as an athlete, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, rest, like pro wrestling was obviously great, but, you know, I, I think that there was a lot of... I, th- I think I felt more pressure with that because everyone knows I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. It was just, you know, I obviously 2020, at the very start of 2020, I remember putting up a post saying, I'll be on at least one wrestling show this year. Remember this post. And that happened, but <laughs> in the build-up to that, you saw a very stressed Dylan. So, yeah, just um, just remember that. But I think that, you know, the closest I think I ever got, like, playing a sport where I felt like, Jesus, we really are all together here, and this is this is a team. And dare I say it, as much as I don't like to normally use this word when it comes to things outside of my actual family, but this feels like a family. And that is how T45 feels, but in the most genuine way possible. They don't feel like a family because you say... Because they all say, oh, we're a family. It feels like a family because that's how it feels. And you don't need to keep, like, reminding people about it. Like, it's, we all just feel that way. Because everyone's so welcoming, helpful. And I love how we have, like, different varieties. Like, you know, things are coached slightly differently depending on who you get coached. But that's the beauty of jiu-jitsu. And, like, anyone will tell you that. That, like, you never stop learning it. I've only been doing it, what, four months now? But, like to hear that from people 
who have been doing it for years like that's always really inspiring the people <coughs> excuse me people aren't resting on the laurels which is always really great to see and like that kind of ties back into wrestling like a lot of the greatest wrestlers of all time you think of undertaker chris jericho they kept reinvent uh, reinventing themselves and uh you know look at how that worked out for them i think quite good for two of two, two people who i consider the goats so i think that's like jujitsu then as a whole like to kind of you know because i love comparing everything to wrestling Jiu-Jitsu is like the Undertaker Chris Jericho of combat sports. It's going to keep evolving. And, you know, um, we have coaches who are keeping up to date with that and uh, showing us the new ways of how to do stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm expecting my black belt by the end of the year. I'm joking, by the way. And that's another thing, right? That's what's kept... Why Jiu-Jitsu has kept me sane is because before I even started pro wrestling training, I was already thinking about being on a show. Before I started acting, I was already thinking about performing in a theatre show or, you know, being, you know, on camera. With jiu-jitsu, the last thing I have thought about is the next belt. It's like, I'm a white belt, I want to be the best freaking white belt I can be, and then eventually, obviously, you know, you want to move on to blue belt. But I am not even, like, it's, it's not even in the back of my mind thinking about blue belt, you know, purple belt, black belt, like... None of that stuff. I love seeing the others do that. And of course, one day I would like that myself. But it's the last thing I think about in there. It's like, this is going to be a process. And that's the beauty of it. And it keeps me focused. And yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. But yeah, that's another tangent there that I've just got on. So uh, yeah, uh, if anyone is around the East Cork area, or you know, anyone even a little bit further out who can drive within a rel- you know relatively not so bad distance... T45 Jiu-Jitsu, can't recommend it enough. It'll get you out of your comfort zone, but in the best way possible. And uh, yeah, I promise you that they didn't pay me to say that, but you know, I'll take any payment necessary um, or any payment that T45 feels is necessary. I'm obviously joking. Uh, But yeah, that's uh, just something I kind of wanted to get out there. But anyways, to get back, I'm 25 minutes in. I feel like I still haven't gotten onto the point of what I wanted to talk about. But I just kind of hit a rut recently that started in March and I kind of just, it just kind of bled over into the following months and it, it really kind of, you know, came to a head uh, recently it was just feeling that thing again of I'm not doing enough I, I feel like I should be doing more like you know me and my friends I think I've spoke about this uh, on here my friends from college we're currently writing a short film and uh, you know that's been kind of we've had to put it on the back burner a little bit just because we all have different schedules we're all doing different things and I felt like for fuck's sake I'm not doing enough there then with the wrestling, even though there's no training school in Cork at the moment, the closest one to me is Limerick. And just with work and stuff, it's obviously not possible for me to get out there um, at all, pretty much at this stage, especially with some of the other things I'm doing. And then I felt like, fuck it, I'm not doing enough there. Then, uh, you know, obviously the last podcast I did, I don't really feel like I need to explain it again. But a lot of bitterness came out about a certain industry that I may or may not have worked in. And, you know, it kind of brought out a side of me that I didn't like. And it was weird. It, it was weird kind of just feeling like this and, you know feeling kind of down and just feeling like, oh, you know, like, fucking, I, here I am again, feeling like I'm just, whatever, like, whatever I'm doing, it's still not enough. And it was just, you know, it's just, a, it just really kind of got to me. And then I was thinking about things like Celtic Codec, the podcast me, Parg and Alex used to do, and just, like, missing that. And obviously we've kind of put that on a hiatus, a kind of, you know, indefinite <laughs> hiatus, because just none of us just know what our schedules are going to be. Uh, and that made me feel kind of crap. And, you know, I'm going to blame Porg and Alex for that because that makes me feel better. But no, in all seriousness, um, there was just a lot of things kind of going on. And uh, it just made me feel, just made me feel kind of weird. 
But then I had a moment where I went back to watch a documentary uh, last week uh, for an Irish wrestler that some of you may have, may have heard of. His name is Finn Balor, or Fergal Devitt, uh, as he was known as in the uh, documentary I watched. And it was a documentary that uh, RTE did back in 2014. It was documenting uh, Prince Devitt, as he was known in Japan, his last few matches in Japan and on the indies before he went to WWE. And I remember watching this around the same time I watched NXT TakeOver or Evolution, which I always say, and I've spoke about it time and time again on here, that is the show that made me fall back in love with wrestling after taking a, a little bit of a break from it as a fan. And I remember watching that show and watching that documentary and Joe, it gave me the fire to not only like fall in love with wrestling again, but to actually want to pursue the chance to be involved in professional wrestling. And I am currently on stress leave, which I don't feel ashamed to say. I think I would have before, but now I, I don't feel uh, ashamed to say that. And, you know, I was kind of, you know, I was very bitter. I was very angry. I ended up doing that podcast a few weeks ago, which I'm not going to delete. Listen, it's there for people who want to listen to it. I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. That's how I felt at the time. And, you know, it's not like I said anything racist or homophobic in it. I edited all that stuff out. I'm joking. Obviously, there was no homist, uh, there was no homist or racophobic stuff in it. There was no homophobic and racist stuff in it. I'm straight out of coin for everyone. Am I right? Except for no, I'm okay. I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not even going to continue that sentence. But um, I was I was very bitter, and I I don't know. The, the documentary popped up in my um, it popped up in my um YouTube uh, suggested videos, and I was like, fuck it, let's. This will be interesting to watch nine years later, and. Since that documentary came out, and since I watched Sami Zayn versus Adrian Neville, uh, you know, at NXT TakeOver or Evolution, the last promotion Fergal Devitt wrestled for before he went to WWE was ICW. I can now say I have refereed a match for that promotion's world title. I've met both Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville. And got to tell them that their match made me fall back in love with wrestling. Obviously, Adrian Neville is now known as Pac. But, you know, he'll always be Adrian Neville to me. <laughs> but uh, I've been able to meet both of them to tell them. Uh, sorry, meet both of them and tell them that that match made me fall back in love with wrestling. And that's what got me on the trajectory to refereeing shows. Like, I'm keeping my granddad's name alive. Because, obviously, my granddad was Joe Terrell. And, yes, I know it confuses the fuck out of people. It absolutely confuses the fuck out of people. Um... That it's, you know, it was Joe Turrell, then I left wrestling, it went back to Dylan Turrell, now it's Joe Dylan Turrell. To be honest, lads, you can call me either Joe or Dylan, I'm not picky, Dylan is my real name, Joe is my worked name. Pick, take your pick, take your pick, I really don't mind. Um, uh, But yeah, you know, th- those moments, it really kind of made me feel like, yeah, you know what, I've actually, I have done quite a lot, and I have achieved quite a lot, and I'm only 25, <laughs> there is still... Hopefully a lot of years left. <laughs> there is a lot of years left. But that's another thing I wanted to touch on. Is that... I don't think I've spoke about this on here. And this might be a bit of a heavy topic for some people. But you know what? I'm going to discuss it briefly. But... A lot of you will know that... My biological father... Died when I was very young. Now I had no relationship with him. I didn't meet any of his family until I was 15. So like I'm not... like I don't have that emotional... Kind of connection there. But... Just to open up a little bit about that. So... I am now... The same age as Trevor, which was my dad's name. I am now the same age he was when he died. And one thing that has been like a constant and 
consistent thing that has been said about my dad is that he could have been anything he wanted to be. He had all the talent in the world and, you know, he apparently had brains to burn. Um, you know, he could have been whatever he wanted to be and he threw that away. And I think sometimes, even though I don't feel any emotional connection or sadness towards the fact that, you know, my dad's not here because I didn't know him. I think that's the kind of thing that's 2023 made me go, I need to do more. I, I, I can't let this be, you know, I can't, I can't repeat history. But then I have to remember, like, you know, I know I will make it to 26, <laughs> unlike he did. And I'll make it to 36, I'll make it to 46 and 56 and so on and so forth. And, you know, like, that's something that um, I suppose I take a lot of inspiration from that. But I think with inspiration and with things like that, a lot of pressure can arise as well. And I think that was something that kind of just plagued me a bit. But, you know, I mean... Like I was stre- I, I I was back streaming on YouTube as well the other day, and my friend JJ, who always tunes into the streams, big shout out to JJ. Um, he said that you know, my streams are a way for him to forget about what's going on, with if there's anything bad happening with him, and he is literally like the only person who tunes into the stream, but for him to say that, made me feel like I was like I don't care now if I'm winning this game of FIFA or losing it. The fact that I'm making someone forget about their day and hopefully making them laugh and when I'm getting angry at, you know, 11 virtual players who don't exist, some of them I've created, not scoring a fucking tap in, it's making someone laugh and it's giving someone enjoyment. And that's something that uh, I take a lot of pride in, you know? Something that, like, I, you know, I've thought I've, I've thought about doing in the past but never have ended up doing it, never ended up actually doing it and don't know if I'd do it now because there's a few dodgy connections there. But it was stand-up comedy. Now, I was never naturally funny. But I think that I could... Sometimes I can be so stupid that it just ends up being funny. And I feel like this is, like, the closest I'll get to actually performing a stand-up show. Because there's a lot of reasons why I won't do it around here. And I won't get into them now. But, uh, yeah, like, that was something that made me feel really good. And that was great because, as I mentioned about the last RCW show, looking back at my big fucking belly hanging out over my pants, Jesus Christ, am I out of shape. Am I out of shape at the moment? I was doing DDPY again at the end of last year and a bit at the start of this year and it just kind of, you know, I just ended up losing time to do it. But I'm going to get back on that horse again. We're going to get back to DDPY. We're going to get back in shape. Obviously, jiu-jitsu is going to help with that. I need to start eating better and just start balancing out that a bit more. But uh, yeah, I'm sure that I will. I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there. I've done it before. I'll do it again. And in relation to the future of this podcast, well, me and Alex have been trying to schedule in a show for fucking ages and things just weren't aligning but the good news is we have now both aligned our schedules and monday we will be recording an episode together that will be out on uh friday week so today week yeah uh today at the time of release obviously um which i'm really really happy with because me and alex always have great episodes and also uh, as well on top of that i am going to be getting pouring on here very soon and then me, Porg, and Alex will get on here very soon. And we can have like a special Celtic Codec edition. But it's where we don't just talk about gaming. We can talk about whatever the flip we want. And that's something that I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, I feel like there was something else I was going to say there. Now and it's after completely slipping out of my head. There was something else I was going to say. And I can't remember what it was. Oh yes, of course. At the next RCW show, I will approach one or two people to maybe come on this podcast and... Uh, talk about you know wrestling and stuff maybe some of the jiu-jitsu guys as well i think that would be quite cool uh but i want to make sure that you know that uh 
people who come on this show don't tell me oh my god I had a mini heart attack I had a mini heart attack so the laptop I'm recording on is old as fuck and it stopped for a second and I was like I think I've just lost the whole recording because it has crashed before whilst I've been recording and holy shit I just had a mini heart attack panic over panic over but uh yeah and uh, so i'd love to get some of the wrestling guys on here some of the jiu-jitsu guys on here um i'd love to get some of the actors that i worked with uh, on here and who knows let me know who you want on here and i'll attempt to reach out to them i know ross brown is trying to fucking get the rock on 96 fm so ross if you're listening i know that you know we've got some you know mutual connections within the wrestling world so if you want to send Dwayne my way I will gladly accept it. I'm sure we can fit him in at some stage. But lads, that's going to do it for today. It's been nice to be able to record on here and actually feel good and not feel under pressure and feel like, even though my mind wandered once or twice, I feel like we've actually had a nice little chat on here. Um, And yeah, I, I feel really good now. And I hope that you enjoyed it because that's, like, listen lads, that's the main reason that I make content. It's obviously, I won't lie, part of it makes me feel good. But I always like to know that I'm making other people feel good or forget about their day. And that's why the episode a few weeks ago, when I found out it made a few people feel shitty, that's that sat really bad with me. And that's obviously nobody else's fault but myself. But that was that was a very bitter, very bitter Dylan coming out. Thankfully, I'm a bit calmer now. And I did apologise to those people just to remind them. Um, or not to remind them, but to remind all of you. So it, it is all good. Um, but yeah... I'm going to leave it there now. As always, let's put in a classic pro wrestling promo. One of my favorite parts of recording these shows is putting in those promos. Until next time, lads, I'll talk to you all later. Here's the man who's part of the main event Sunday night of WrestleMania. Please welcome the winner of the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble match, the Rated R Superstar. Our superstar is intense as ever, and for good reason. Last Friday, right here on SmackDown, after a victory over Jey Uso, Daniel Bryan would target both of his WrestleMania opponents with an aggressive attitude we haven't seen in years. Well, listen, for all intents and purposes, Edge earned the right to challenge for the Universal title at WrestleMania, but now he's got a little more company than just the head of the table. Edge is here to talk about Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and WrestleMania next on WrestleMania SmackDown. WrestleMania SmackDown on Fox is sponsored by Progressive. Meanwhile, Edge is in the ring. I went to WrestleMania 6. Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. That night, I, I knew what I needed to do with the rest of my life. And, and when I dream things, I have to manifest them. That's the way things work in my world, and, and some of you may relate, but a lot of you won't, because common sense isn't very common. And I did. I became a WWE superstar. A superstar who accomplished everything. Everything. But ending my career on my terms. Now, some of you will also say, well, isn't that enough? 
And if you have to ask, isn't that enough, then you have no idea the mentality it takes to see the heights that I've seen, to fight back for your career for nine years. See, I didn't walk away from this. I had this ripped away from me. I didn't try to forge another career off the back of this. This is all that I wanted to do. And I fought. And I ripped my career right back out of fate's hands. I didn't come back for some greatest hits tour to be a shell of my former self. I came back to steal the show, to main event WrestleMania. And I missed nine of them. So I won't apologize for that. So Daniel Bryan, you come out here saying, this could be your last WrestleMania. Have you heard everyone? This could be Daniel Bryan's last WrestleMania. A month in your career is like a year in mine. What do you think it is for me? So you, you use sympathy as a factor to weasel your way into this match. And then before that, though, you have these ridiculous ideas. Well, why don't I face the winner of Roman and Edge, I'm assuming right after we face each other? Well, that got shot down. Okay, fine. Well, why don't I face Edge on the Saturday of WrestleMania, the winner faces Roman on the Sunday? Well, that got shot down. But somehow, this has now been made a triple threat match which means Daniel Bryan could pin Roman Reigns and I have nothing to do with that. That, that could happen. So instead of a one-on-one -on -one match, a clash of the titans between two eras, now we have some indie bookstore clerk troll sticking his nose in our business. Roman Reigns. You walk around here, man, like everyone owes you something, like you created this. I don't owe you anything. In fact, you owe me. I mean, let's run it back. You came into the WWE in a three-man group. You made your entrance through the crowd. You use a spear as your finisher. Well, who set that template for you? Your Samoan Edge. But I will say, you're good. You always have been. And I see what you've become. I came back to swing for the fences and Roman, you are the green monster. And now we had our match ripped away from us. And not only that, but the fans have had it ripped away from them. And I think some of them are on to Daniel Bryan now, except for the, the lemmings who chant yes, just like they used to chant what. And somewhere in all of this, somewhere in all of this, the, the fact that has been lost is that this match takes place 10 years to the day when I was forced to retire. It's not mentioned. No video packages. No social media platforms, no touching videos with piano music as the bed. No, nothing. 
anyone else, if that's Daniel Bryan, that narrative is driven into the ground. And why? Why, why am I having to remind everyone of this? It's because since I've been back, I have not received the respect that I deserve. I fought back from a torn triceps to enter the Royal Rumble, start number one, outlast 29 other superstars, and punch my ticket to the main event of WrestleMania. I shouldn't have to jump through hoops. I have come back from something that no one, no one in the history of sports, let alone sports entertainment, has ever come back from. Nine years, a triple fusion in my neck. You have no idea the pain that I have gone through to get this back. You wanna call me some kind of part-timer? You think I'm gonna come out here and phone it in? I am doing hurricanes off the top rope. I am competing at a level that no one has ever done from this type of injury. That is a slap in the face to me and my work ethic. So now it's time for me to take and demand the respect that I deserve. You will put respect on my name. In case you forgot, in case you never knew, I am the rated R superstar. You can call it fate. You can call it God's will. You can call it whatever the hell you want. I am the next universal champion. Because I've dreamt it. And now I will manifest it. Superstar Edge at WrestleMania.